Welcome, listener, to The Big Red Couch, second special edition report from Gen Con 2022, with our foreign correspondent, foreign twice removed now, this is like super foreign. That, that, that's accurate. I, I, I am incredibly foreign. Yes, I am Craig. I am here at Gen Con 2022. I am marginally awake and attempting to to sum up the previous day's events in an exciting and enthralling manner. So we'll see how that goes. Hmm, you're sounding less... Um, Dead. Yeah, leathery than, than yesterday. So that's that the... Uh, the exertion, I'm just kind of imagining um, myself as a Jack Palance type, so I'm, I'm you know, mm, okay, mm. that's cool. Yeah, the, the, the voice is on the mend. It, travel crud is a thing, and it it hit me, and it sucked, but I am recovering and also bombing it flat with the uh, wide variety of contents of the medicine cabinet that my friend uh, provided to me, so... You know, mm. there are various jokes to be made about I turned up to a convention and somebody arrived with an enormous paper bag full of drugs, but it, it is on the mend. Yeah, I, that probably happens more often than people care to admit. But, you know, good on you. Mm. And yes, the uh, largesse of the uh, American pharmaceutical uh, dispensaries is, are on your side there. So, as well as, along with donations from helpful folks, which is which is lovely to hear. Mm. Yes, yes. There, yeah. There is Nyquil. There is also Dayquil, uh, which I hadn't known about. But it's basically just Nyquil that does not flatten you. Yes, as Dennis Leary said in the clip I provided yesterday, was it may make you drowsy. I should say, don't make any fucking plans. A little bit, yeah. Hmm. Good stuff. The good shit, as they say. So, mm. and bolstered by your uh, regimen of vitamins and uh, other substances, what did you accomplish in the sphere of role-playing and convention attending on this fine Saturday? The second official, no, oh, sorry, yesterday for you, because you've just woken up. Um, what was what was Friday? Fuck, what day is it? It is the sixth currently for both of us, because you've just woken up. But what yep. was Friday fifth the second official day of gen con like it started for me very very early because we we did that recording which hopefully if you're listening to this you've gone back and listened to the other one if so you picked a really really weird spot to start listening to a podcast i'm I'm, I'm gonna say i'm not judging you listener i'm just saying this is gonna get weird for you so yeah i i had the the orc stomp 5k uh kind of fundraiser thing I would like to point out that I am not one of nature's runners, and I did not, in fact, run it. I, I, I walked it briskly and with with enthusiasm, and it was really quite pleasant, because you're walking next to a river, so it's all reasonably flat. They did find a couple of hills, even in Indiana, to sort of spice things up a notch. They had them brought in special. I mean, maybe? Um, I couldn't put it past them. So it, it was a lot of fun. I I bettered my my time of the, the, the previous time. Yeah, it, it was quite good. I mean, to be fit, to, to be clear, my natural walking pace is pretty fast. So being in an environment where I can just really kind of stretch it out was 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 kind of cool as well. Because if you do that too much in the vendor halls or in the hallways, eventually it turns into this weird kind of 
I don't know, you try to do racing, overtaking and passes of people and wheelie bags and that inevitably ends up in a horrifying catastrophe when you trip over something. Mm, yes, you end up with your limbs tangled in um, conventional stackable chairs like some sort of unfortunate hurdles exponent. It all becomes very mm. embarrassing and they call security. Yeah, or you find that you've, you've, you've accidentally gotten something caught on one of the sort of enormous game store or game, game booth bags and you've, you've, you've taken down a whole mob of people, that kind of thing. You know, there, there are limits to how quickly you can move through those crowds without being kind of an asshole. Mm, indeed. So, exercise. It, oh, exercise, yep. It was exercise. Uh, I was feeling it the rest of the day, not gonna lie. So there was that. Uh, my first actual game was from Possum Creek Games, Yazeba's Bed and Breakfast by, by Jay Dragon. We, we tried Wander Home, which was also a, a Possum Creek J-Dragon game from memory. Hmm. That's us on the podcast actually doing some yes. sort of AP, which is very not our speed, but I think we stumbled through it. So the game at the convention itself, was it run by a representative? Because the game is not quite out yet. The the game as it, uh, itself, uh, the, the convention was run by um, the, the author. Oh, wow. Yeah. Excellent. Very cool. So you had you, you had more of a, a, a like a direct engagement with the uh, someone who had run the system in the last century rather than yes. um, your um, your uh, floating vagabond game. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. There was there, there, there's aspects of that. Not gonna lie. Yes, I mean this is this is still the this is still being worked on version of the game. So it was in multiple binders and bits of it ended up on the floor. Something I hadn't known about it is that it's a, a legacy RPG, mm. which you know is, is something I've I've heard of from the the board game world, where sort of as you play the game, the the you know in the board game space, sort of the board and the pieces uh, and like cards or whatever get changed by how you play them, and this is the same yeah. with this um, with this RPG. So the character sheet was just, you know, I ended up, uh, I, I, I ended up playing uh, the robot maid, and mm-hmm. yeah, the character sheet had a bunch of stuff that had been had been changed, and you know, the the, the robot maid has a chunk of programming on it, which I was briefly looking at and saying, this isn't Python or JavaScript. What? <laughs> it's sort of this bizarre mix of the two. In, I, I see what you're doing here. It's kind of a yeah, this thing would probably make it into a Python dictionary structure. Like, it wouldn't be happy, but it would do it. <laughs> there would be sad noises. Yeah, it's going to complain a lot about those variable names, but it might do it. But it was a lot of fun. It was very good to have somebody who did know the game inside and out being able to kind of mm. guide. I mean, Jay, Jay was playing one of the characters uh, themselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's much like much in the same the, the the same vibe of of wander home this is not a we're going to kill the um uh, ki- kill the monster and take its stuff this is kind of a this is people doing things and and, and found family and that kind of thing the the monster is reflection and self discovery you've got to kill that and take its stuff yeah a little bit yeah yeah you've got to kick <laughs> kick self discovery in the ghoulies and take its stuff yeah and awesome. so it it played very fast. We ended up playing 
a couple of the adventures in a two-hour slot. Because mm, mm, they're of different complexities and they're sort of like, from what I've seen, little modular sort of pieces. Yes. So, and and there is often they have a very definite sort of, you've washed all of the socks or something like that. It's like it's, you've found and washed all the socks is like the completion thing and that is your focus for this tiny little morsel of adventure. And, yeah. Yeah, and it, and it does all these little things. So, yeah, cool. It's yeah. It does seem to be very much a you're you're yeah you're 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 playing these things and I mean they might be consequential they might be utterly inconsequential but as you do it you are also changing you are changing your character or you are changing the character slightly and so mm. when somebody else or when you or somebody else plays that character it's going to be a little bit different yeah so yeah we we played uh, catching fireflies because. Uh, because one of the characters kind of had stuff on their mind, and so we're out catching fireflies and thinking mm. about the future. Yes, because each because each adventure also has like a play this one if this condition this sort of this sort of thing is the 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 kind mm. of kind of adventure you want to play, and it's directly to do with characters' interests and so forth. Was it was it the kid or there was the kid and there was Sal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I I had the robot uh, the robot made. Uh, Jay was playing the sort of crotchety old shrub lady who lives in the front yard most of the time, and cool. um, another guy was playing the, the the moon prince who lives in the attic. And oh. that was that was a lot of fun. I I always like yeah when I'm when I'm playing a completely like completely new style of game and I'm just trying to figure out how it goes. I I personally always find it's it works for me to have some sort of character who can just kind of busy themselves with, okay, so we, we need to make sure we've got a bunch of clean jam jars and I'll find the nets and this kind of thing and sort of a little bit of the support character. So the, um, yeah, the robot maid was perfect for that. Yeah, something you can get along with and contribute to the story without doing something wild and sort of the, of the, the most sort of exhibition-worthy sort of role-playing. Hmm. Yeah. Um, another, another interesting note is that if what I've read from the Ashcan stuff and the stuff that's come out of the Kickstarter, the Moon Prince is kind of an unlockable character. So, huh. in in the sequence of the Legacy game, they were I think that from the thing I saw, they they were literally not in the game. They're a character, but they're not in the game because they're on their freaking moon. And some things have transpired clearly in that particular um, binder of um, story, which is a which again is really kind of. That's just a cool way of doing things, and mm. yeah, I'm quite quite intrigued by that. It does sound like it's a it's a game for a to have you know a number of people in orbit around so they can see the story unfold. But yeah, yeah, that, I mean that that is what is ideal for most role playing games. But yeah, it's quite cool. Mm. It does make me wonder whether it's the the sort of thing that would work well for. I I I'm not certain on how it would work online, but certainly the sort of thing that would work well with the whoever is around kind of game. Mm, mm. I think the folks designing it are very aware of, of how people game these days. So, yeah, you kind of have a fa- your own online found family or you have people dropping in and out and pick up characters and see how they've evolved. So, yeah, it's uh, it's quite the thing. Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, we, we went and caught fireflies and, and then we went fishing. So it was basically that summer holiday episode of every anime ever nice yeah 
It was, it was very good. It was a, it was a hell of a good time. I, yeah, like I said, that is a very different style of game for me, and I'm kind of digging it. I, I'm very glad to have been able to play it. Awesome. Cool. And we were in the hardest possible room to find in the hotel. Um, the signage was not doing anybody any favors that day. Did it add to the mystery? A little bit. No, it was just frustrating. Okay, part <laughs> of the mystery was... Are people going to be able to find this? Is 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 the GM going to be able to find this place? But um, so there was a mystery there. So yeah, there was. So so that was that was uh, Yezeba's bed and breakfast. Um, next up was a bulldogs game because who doesn't like bulldogs? This is the and I, I'm pretty sure I talked about this one on the on, on the show before. But mm. uh, yeah, yeah, class D shipping. We've got a ship. You've got a pulse. I'm not going to go too much into the scenario because it it might be a published one. I'm not sure, but um, again, this was another one that was being run by the the, the person or yeah, one of the persons who who wrote the game, so they do know the thing yeah. backwards. Excellent. Yeah, that one again. That that was a fun game. Something I have noticed, and this is this is not calling out bulldogs, <laughs> not calling out bulldogs specifically because it's actually something I spotted in a few games so far at Gen Con, I, I am wondering whether a, a bunch of people out there have kind of gotten out of practice of being players in RPGs. Interesting. Well, it's 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 something I noticed. Yeah, the, the, the GM in the Bulldogs game was definitely, you know, he was trying to keep a lid on it, but there were a couple of the players who just didn't seem to get the idea that there were other people at this table who weren't them. And so they're, 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 they're trying to do cool stuff, and they're getting involved in things, and it's uh, it, it's also sort of a, other people would like to speak at some point. Um, the GM was trying to, uh, trying to manage it, but there's only so much you can do. I've played with a relatively small group of people, and honestly, it seems harder to get people to get involved than it is to get a, a small percentage of people to stop talking over other people. Also, you've been at more cons than I have. Isn't this a perennial problem, or is it just I, more obvious? It, it was it was more obvious this time round, which sort of had me thinking about, well, okay, what's a, what's an excuse I can give people? It did make me wonder whether in in these these closing hours of the great plague of our time, it better be the closing hours of this plague, great plague of our time. I'm just saying going to be upset if they're not the closing hours of the great plague of our time i'm wondering if people have kind of gotten a bit a bit out of practice or with with playing with other groups i mean i know i have hmm. i know in various of those circumstances i realistically yeah should have gone with yeah sort of leapt in harder um and and that kind of thing but uh you know, cultural conditioning being what it is that uh, that's not something I do that easily. Yeah, the GM was was trying to manage it. I think you could safely overcompensate without drowning too many people out, considering where you are. So, mm. and what and what people are what people and people are probably aware that they're paying for good money for this experience. So they're probably pretty enthusiastic about it. So it's probably I wouldn't be surprised if it was like reentry into you know the first chance back for a while. Some folks may not have home games, and the also the Zoom room trying to make yourself heard 
kind of thing. Oh, good. Oh, I'd forgotten. Yeah. Good mm. point. So it may take a while for things to come back. And like I said, I'm not calling out um, the Bulldogs game or the Bulldogs GM or, or really any GM in particular because, yeah, they're all, they're all, yeah, all the GMs were trying. It's just this. There's only so much you can do when you have a player who is really enthusiastic and really wants to be involved in everything. Because you don't necessarily want to squash them, but at the same time, you don't want to hear just from them. Um, Ideally not. It is, and yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those focus spotlight management things, which yeah, it can be... Some people do that themselves. Mm. I always try and rope people in, but it can be tricky with certainly in online games and so forth. It's harder and so forth. But yeah. You had you had good fun with that one as well. I had good fun. I I uh, p- um, played that. There was another one I played with a um, a friend of mine from Indianapolis. So so we got to play a couple of games together uh, this year. I always try to find stuff that's a little bit lighter and a little bit fun, just because it's 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 much easier mm-hmm. to drop into that kind of game. And yep. I think it's more his kind of style. Um, like this, this, this gentleman had, had apparently played Wonder Home last year, had gone into it completely cold, had absolutely no idea what he was walking into. And so just came, uh, yeah, came away just not impressed because, yeah, it was kind of a, well, okay, wh- where's the game? Where's the adventure? So basically somebody hadn't warned him what he was in for. And with a game like Wonder Home, if you are expecting a okay, so at the end of the day we're going to kick kick the goblin in the money uh, in, in the money bags and take take its stuff, that is not going to be the greatest experience for you. No, there is a certain. I mean, kudos for trying something new, but there is there still be some caveats about this is a this is a particular kind of experience, and we're trying to do this kind of thing. Yeah, I occasionally have this conversation with like with folks. It's like, oh, you could just do it like this, and it's like. No, we're actually trying to do not just the same role-playing game as always with a slightly different setting. We're trying to do a different sort of game. Yeah. And in some circumstances, yep, fine, take the setting, boom, drop it on top of the whatever trusty old engine that you know well, but you'll still get the same type of game out of it. You might have some, some mm. cool trappings or some, some interesting, interesting stuff. If you're trying to play a different sort of game... That's a bit more complicated, and but it's still something I find really interesting. Okay, mm. So, sort of goofy, low stakes adventure, adventure, some fun was more was called for, and got yeah, emotional low stakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't that low stakes for the guys we threw out of the speeding train, but you know they started it, so we're in the clear. That makes us the good people. Indeed, right? indeed. No yeah. questions. No follow up. Yeah, we're 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 the good guys because we delivered our parcel to the agreed location and argued for a bonus. Yeah, yeah, we're the good people. Yep, that, 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 that's cool. Yep. That tracks. No questions. Yep. Let's see. And the last game of the day was a. Yeah, this is this is the second of the I have never heard of this game prior to going through the events catalog um, ones. A thing called Nowhereville or Nowheresville which is a kind of a small town horror thing. Mm-hmm. And I like, I knew nothing about the game other than the blurb that you've got. Yeah. The game, the game was called, or they, this, yeah, the, the scenario was called, are those bite marks? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was an interesting one. I, I enjoyed it. 
it's it's one of the, yeah it's it's one of the ones that seems to be becoming quite popular is just the whole thing of you've got the different roles so i've got mm. you know the youngster who i was just playing is the world's most annoying 12 year old most unintentionally annoying 12 year old sorry let's 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 be be fair here a, a hey mister sword um it's just he, the the awkward question at the worst possible time and nice. all the enthusiasm and lack of uh, lack of common sense of the type, yeah. Mm. So thing, yeah, thing, uh, basically just sort of playing into a bunch of the adults' just worst instincts. So you know, the sheriff has managed to get a a post truck in order to to hide the body that is ineffectively covered with a uh, a tarp and sort of, hey, do you think you can boost me onto the top top of the post truck so I can get I, I can get a view sort of aimed at the one adult who will actually do it kind of deal. Of course. Um, <laughs> so is there a something... What what does Nowhere, Nowheresville... What differentiates Nowheresville from most horror games of, of old, like um, Dark Future or Call of Cthulhu or... Looking at Supernatural? it... <laughs> there aren't that many. So from what I can tell, because, yeah, I played a four-hour session, so I do not exactly know the system backwards it's mm. one of these ones where doing stuff again kind of affects your character so mm, okay yeah you know, every time you fail a dice roll you you get to mark something on the sheet every time you succeed at a dice roll you get to mark something on the sheet every time you succeed really well you start to move sort of move things along this this track that is going to start unlocking your own powers because it's Ooh. it's a game in which Sort of people, people may end up with powers, and the more you do stuff, the more likely that is to happen. And certainly, by the end of a four-hour session, everybody had managed to do the die, the the necessary dice rolling to to unlock kind of power stuff. I didn't didn't get the opportunity to use my oh yeah, the kid can just produce stuff, mm. just like pull something out of nowhere. Or felicitously have it found found it on the floor a moment ago, kind of thing. That kind of vibe was. It was. Mm. It sort of had this order and chaos thing. So I, I, yeah. I mean, I hadn't got any of that reading the um, the blurb, and that's that's fine. And so that was that was pretty cool. The idea that you've got these people trying to kind of trying to protect their little town that nobody, none of them have ever left, or if they have, they came back. Mm. But at the same time. Stuff's affecting them. They're getting weirder uh, as as time goes by. So it'll be interesting to see how that works for a for an extended game. Interesting. I think probably just the tracks get longer, but um... true, there might be a might be a consideration. But the idea that not only playing for think that the apocalypse world systems have a focus on where if you take an action, it's narratively significant because. If you fail, something happens. You know, you don't just, you know, you don't just fail to operate the light switch or something. You the light switch and your operational light switch goes perfectly. There's just something in the dark that you've just um, you've just illuminated, kind of thing. Mm. With character advancement or character change, that's I think yeah, that's quite that's quite significant. It's not that the character is say you've got more options rather than say becoming horrifically more powerful. So, mm. certainly, as far as the game world is concerned, possible, or you know, the game, the operation of the game is concerned, rather than I mean, you might be horrifically powerful in the like 
metaphysical sense in the in the world, but not as you know, as like a your character can um, bend bars of gates at a certain level. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, cool. And offsetting it against your character might be getting weirder because you've been making more roles rather than oops, I'm making roles to see if something magical will happen. Yeah. Cool. Indeed. And yeah, that was that was another one where there was. Um... Yeah, like I said, there were a few there there were a few games where it's kind of a okay, other people need to be able to get a word in edgeways here, some of the players, but it was a really fun game. Awesome. And it sounded like you had a good lever to play off other characters. I, I did, I did. I mean it I know, people assumed this person must have been in the vicinity of a twelve a year old recently, because it's just kind of a yes, that is obnoxious twelve year old. This person knows a twelve year old. I, I don't know any twelve-year-old. I was just playing me with the knobs turned up. So um, yeah, <laughs> you let your inner child loose. Yeah, yeah. My inner child is kind of a dick, and <laughs> him and I not that different. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, my yeah, my inner child, but older <laughs> and, and with a bit of budget, slightly more swears. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So yes, that was that, that was quite a lot of fun. Awesome. And yeah, those those were the four the four games of day two of the the best four and a bit days in gaming. One of those games was walking five k. I'll allow it, but I'm making a note. That's that's true. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, I mean, look to, to be to be clear, the the walking five k. Yes, that was that was sort of walking five k in a row with some enthusiasm. Ah, uh, that was the role playing part. I, okay, that, that's fine. Accepted. Yeah, well, pretending <laughs> to be enthusiastic about it. Yeah. <laughs> but it it should be pointed out that I I have got my my exercise tracking watch thing which hilariously I bought through hotel points at the hotel I am currently staying at so I have put, purchased a piece of ed- exercise equipment by sleeping I still love that nice that's classy and so I have been tracking sort of steps and distance uh, over the course of Gen Con and yeah, it's usually more than 10 kilometers a day. This is a big place, and places are spread out, and that's just a thing that happens. So so the, the York Stump was just getting the old flywheel up to speed so you can power through the rest of the day. Yeah. A little cool. bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Cool. So how, what have you got, excitement have you got planned for... Today, Saturday the sixth. All right. Well, I'm I'm operating increasingly off memory here, so. Um, mm-hmm. I've made notes. If you want to, uh, uh, to the memory to be jogged. Let's see. Come on, brain work. work. Wayfarer, it... strange. Thank you. Lost Thank highway, you. strangeness and charm. Okay. Yes. So this is. Yes, Ben has reminded me. <laughs> um, I, I couldn't remember which was the first one. I was like, I, I know, what, what's the order? So yeah, this is the third of the things that I found. Sorry, the, yeah, the third of the four things that I found in the uh, events catalog by just like going through and looking for interesting names. This is yet another one of the sort of the slightly weird Americana games that seems to have um, come up. I don't know how recently it is, but I certainly hadn't noticed them before, so I'm counting it as recently. It might just be happening to you. Uh, it's who knows? possible. This, 
you, yeah, you, this might be some sort of wild hallucination for all you know. It might be happening to the listener, of course, but um, yeah. yes, it could be entirely a local phenomena. Dragged into weird Americana, and I'll end up working at a truck stop somewhere. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've got the look for it, so it should be fine. <laughs> Selling tchotchkes or something. Ooh, ooh. Those things are good with mustard. Sad to say, you could be a Seuss if you tried. Mew. That is true. You, you'd have, you might have to work to be a Uncle Stan, but that, that's your call. Yeah. My power is both a blessing and a curse. <laughs> ah, Seuss. All right. So, yeah. Again, it's the weird stuff happening. Mm-hmm. The, the, the pitch for the, the session. I'm not sure whether this is the game itself, uh, like the, the, the setting for the whole game itself, or it's just this session, but it's basically weird happenings at a truck stop at night. That you are involving, yeah, basically sort of trying to, yeah, try, trying to solve or, 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 or prevent the weird happenings at a truck stop at night with the sort of the byline of, and we'll see who makes it out in the morning. So I almost get a Sapphire and Steel vibe off it, but I, I could just uh, be me imagining. Too. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that's less uh, weird Americana, but yes, the... Um, mm. Actually, it also does sound a bit like regular truck stop rules, but... <laughs> Well, yeah, every, every yeah, every roadside services ever. Yeah, for those for the for the for the none of our listeners who um, has uh, driven that particular se- uh, section of motorway, the very strange, only accessible from one uh, one direction uh, roadside services just before Silverdale in Auckland. Yeah, it does kind of feel like it was beamed in, doesn't it? Yeah, it just sort of it, it just sort of grew there and extruded pseudopodia to connect to the the, the the road network. Yeah, it's just some sort of Auckland carbuncle. Hmm. Oh. Yep. Oh, yep. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah, they had us for a reason, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I was trying to come up with something. Isn't that just Hamilton? But, um, no. Yeah, the, the vibe I get um, off that one, and I could be completely wrong, so I guess we'll, we'll laugh at me tomorrow, is that it's kind of the, almost the, yeah, the lost people and the people who've fallen through the cracks of the world hmm. in, in this strangeness and charm, wayfaring strange thing. So okay. I look forward to seeing how badly wrong I am. But uh, hmm. I was also getting a bit of a, I think it was Midnight Nation, the, the J. Michael Straczynski comic book from years ago of, sort of yeah. people who'd fallen through the cracks of the world. There's also something about um, a motel room that, like exists out of time or something. That's gonna be a bit of a, uh, the lost bit of a room, vibe. The, the lost the, the room, mini yeah. series, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. That was so weird. So generally a reality unraveling around you. Indeed. Okay. Nice. And then I've got a significant chunk of time in which I am not playing any games at all. So I will actually visit the Hall of Wallet Emptying. Mm-hmm. With no particular intention of purchasing anything. I mean that probably won't last but uh yeah this will kind of be my day for wandering around and seeing various bits of the con and um seeing how that goes and then in the uh, evening i am playing the avatar the last airbender game Ooh. fire nation 100 years war era ah that 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 time of, of peace and stability between the two ge- attempted genocides excellent well, yeah. Is it, though? 
It's relative peace and stability, I suppose, just because the genocides weren't happening. <laughs> or at least the genocides yeah. were happening in a quieter and less... Um, a more this distant way. Fashion. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Well, we've been um, we've been playing a uh, online session when we can get everyone in, in the same place of a post, basically a post show section. Um, and mm. yeah, we've been enjoying it. It's been a, a variety of people, and yeah, we're trying different things. It's we're still getting to grips with the balance mechanic. I think it's the, the chance to be really interesting. Because the um, effectively it's a, it's another it's another it's not quite a resource it's not quite a, like a like a, a track or like a, a condition thing. There's lots of different little little, little kind of stackable things, but to, it's uh, it seems like a fun system that does the rapid conflicts quite interestingly, and can once you've got it down, you can play the stuff out quite quickly. I think it's probably good for a small party, unless you're very equipped with the system. But yeah. No, <laughs> Yeah, it's a. Um, it's more that there's a fair amount of knowing about what the every character has, every playbook has a principle, every NPC has a driving principle, and if you can figure what out the principle is, you can like call them out in the middle of a fight and say, "You know, you should be doing this. You should be standing up for your on your honor," or something similar. You can also have your balance. It's it's like a. Your balance between two principles. The character I'm playing is a rogue, and they have survival at one end and friendship at the other. And mm. you can have, and you can you can be at like zero, or you can be moved over to plus one, plus one friendship, minus one survival. And sometimes you're you you can use those things to call on using that just like a normal a statistics like a, a normal apocalypse world style plus one plus two maybe plus three kind of thing if it's directly related to your principle and there's all sorts of other ways of calling people out or lending sort of like aid or like sort of assisting people yeah it's really really fascinating thing haven't quite got absolutely a complete grasp of it though i think it's but it's a really interesting and appropriate expression of mechanic that would drive characters in, the, in a universe like avatar yeah and they've very mercifully de- detached the use of bending from like you've got lots of uh, moves that do things and you could use your fire bending to do quite a lot of them some of them won't make a lot of sense and then you have special techniques which are the things that you say oh yeah i know how to do metal bending and you could do metal bending stuff in general but it, it is a specific a specific technique that you use in what's known as an exchange, which is a part of combat. So they've nicely separated the ah, I have X number of points in earth bending ergo I can do these things. It's like, no, you can use your training and all your skills, or you can maneuver in a particular way, and you just use things that are your character you your character is able to do. So it's it's really flexible in that aspect. So yeah. Good fun. All right, I'm looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's a hoot, and yeah, it means that having a character, my my one doesn't have a one of the traditional bending ones. You can have your your four elements plus weapons and technology, effectively. And so my character has a effectively a bladed yo-yo. Um, it's basically a, a, a diabolo. 
inspired by your your uh, history of of playing with such gadgets um that they can uh it also like dispensers incapacitating agents uh fireworks and other things and they whip this thing around and propel it at things and um cause all sorts of mayhem they're quite a that's quite pretty a cool you've got a, a an extremely dangerous yo-yo <laughs> yes and and also nice. the character is could easily be stri- described as an extremely dangerous yo-yo. dangerous yo-yo. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So, I've, I've, I feel I've created quite a um, quite a, a holistic sort of character in that way. <clears throat> so yeah, no, it's it's good fun. It's like yeah, it's like I'm a firebender. Ergo, I can do stuff either with my courtly charm or my firebending whoosh boom stuff. But yeah, yeah. It uh, depends on what's appropriate for the situation. So yeah, it's definitely the cool. apocalypse world. I'm attempting to do this thing. This is how I'm doing it. It sounds like you're trying to intimidate or you're trying to use your skills and training to accomplish this thing. And the moves take care of themselves. So pretty fun. And I just had a horrible moment of Microsoft's Clippy as an apocalypse world. <clears throat> it sounds like you're trying... <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to overthrow the Fire Lord. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you're trying to take direct uh, to, to, to 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 take a hit. Would you like some help? Go away. Ah, <laughs> oh, that should be. Hopefully, you you enjoy that. Um, yes, we are working off the most recent PDFs there, and I I think there is some stuff they could clarify. So it'd be interesting to um, <laughs> find out. Yeah, it's really well laid out. Actually, it's really. Mm. No, actually, some of the layout's a little bit dodgy. I'm sure they're, they're working through it. One of the things about having, like, a um, many months of gap between your your um, PDF release and your printing releases, you do get some pretty thorough type um, feedback on typos. But, yeah, there's a few things where you're going, this could be somewhere else. <laughs> but hmm. it's a complex thing. Not like I've, I've laid out a document in any successfully. Yeah, this could be explained clearer. Um, or just yeah. next to the other thing which relates precisely to this. Mm. Hmm. But yeah, there's lot there's lots there's lots to do. Um oh, seems like fun. And it'll probably be still this will be um a promotional thing. We'll be um I know that the um there's a fair amount of, you know, professional GMs now and the people people running these these games to get the uh people psyched about it so i am hopeful desperately trying to remember who the uh the, the publisher is uh, just drawing a complete blank i think it's made by games again huh yeah they did masks maybe it's magpie yep it's magpie okay cool all right so it might be being run by magpie games and you'll have a chance to Correct what we're doing wrong <laughs> if you jump in. <laughs> no, no, you know you're not the. I'm the expert here. Well, indeed, indeed. I mean, you've been to Gen Con. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna flash your badge and say you'll be you'll be you'll be able to pull one of those reality storm things from Torg on us and say, yeah, nope. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm loving that idea. Just walking in. Uh, sorry, Gen Con attendee here. You're doing it all wrong. Let me just correct you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have been to the official home of gaming, and you, you, you're doing it wrong. Straighten up those dice, mister. Um, I am liking this idea way too much. Yeah, yeah. I cast heal reality. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Oh. 
Well, yeah, uh, we should we should detain you no longer. Make your way to uh, a delicious breakfast and um, enjoy the rest of your Gen Con Saturday the sixth. The, the breakfasts are delicious. Um, mm. just, uh, yeah, yeah, just functionally unlimited bacon. <laughs> I'm just saying. Is it or is it the same piece of bacon? Trapped in loop. Well, now you just made it weird. <laughs> Sorry. But Sorry. it also makes me think of some kind of weird, sort of, uh, yeah, sort of weird trapped in a hotel buffet kind of game. Um, mm. yes, so maybe, maybe ve- like a Vegas, a Vegas buffet. Um, Groundhog buffet. Ooh. See, now I'm just thinking of the thing of, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, when the biscuit emerges from the gravy, if it can see its own shadow, then it will mean mean we go back into winter. That kind of deal. Uh, I think yeah, the, the the mechanism like you you've got to you've got to like run the buffet completely dry without dying. Of course, it's not it's possible for one person to do. So they keep having to um, try and organize increasingly more unlikely confluences of people turning up and just laying waste the buffet before uh, the clock resets and they're forced to try again. Mm, like that episode of Stargate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a cla- I, I'd say this is definitely a classic um, Twilight Zone episode in that. It's, uh, Rod Sterling would definitely, I think, be definitely be on board. Yeah. Deep, deep cultural um, sort of insight and uh, commentary wrapped up in it. Man, trapped for all time. A buffet that <laughs> never ends. A never-ending buffet that never ends. Bang Marie's as far as the eye can see. Yeah. You'll always be well-fed in the Twilight Zone. Do-do-do-do. Yep. A little bit. Already. I think we brought that uh, nebulous skeins of um, broken reality. Better than the whole zong- zombie plague apocalypse thing we had going on yesterday. Sort of wove it together. I'm reasonably satisfied that that's up. So um, thanks, everybody. We'll um, see you tomorrow if uh, Craig isn't totally sick of waking up and hearing me jabber for an hour. <laughs> we'll uh, catch you then. So thank you, Craig. Enjoy Gen Con. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, audience. And yeah, I plan to. I certainly plan to. Bye now. Bye. Want to hear more of our shenanigans? Then go to hoarde.net and click on the button that looks like a couch. The Big Red Couch is released under Attribution, Non-Commercial, Sharealike, 3.0 Unported from creativecommons.org. All music on the show comes from the album Universal Fluff Theory by Krakatoa. Visit them at krakatoa.com or follow the link from our page. See you next time!